It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's that time again. The time that the Simpsons did it. Don't the Simpsons always do it? Simpsons always do it every episode. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. I am your co-host, Robert Skolansky. Oh my god, we are so close to number 10. So close. And so close to the season finale. I know, it's crazy that their first season is only 13 episodes. I Well, I, that's a standard, 10 to 13 is your pretty standard uh, pilot season. I suppose. First season. Yeah. And they didn't know it was going to go this far, and... You know, we're already at episode number nine. Yeah. So we're we're almost almost there. I mean, I feel like some people are like, don't they are they supposed to go on like a winter hiatus or something? <laughs> or or summer break before coming back? But you know, we will we're we're not going anywhere. We're gonna release The Simpsons every Sunday, like the Simpsons come out. Yeah. Except this time we're gonna be in your in your ears. During the summer summer months. So you get Simpsons 52 weeks of the year as opposed to only like 20 to 24. Yeah. I mean, maybe every single week. I'm sure there might be a week or two where we take a hiatus. Maybe. We'll but... see. We've been banking a lot of episodes to make sure that you get the full effect of The Simpsons did it every yes. single week. So we're going to try to keep that up, try to sustain it, maybe take a vacation ourselves because, you know, talking every week, you know, makes my throat a little dry, but I'll drink some water, drink some water. Yeah, we'll do that. And then we'll get going with episode nine of season one, which is life in the fast lane. Life in the fast lane. Now, now last episode, (laughs) now last episode, I, uh, didn't mention this to start the show, and I just want to just talk about it right now, just in case we got some new listeners. Um, we do have a little uh, flow to the episode. We start with uh, the name of the episode, the air date, uh, give you a quick recap, chronologically go through the episode. Or as like, best as that we like, can. Uh, the best that we can. You know, things that we like, things that we don't like, uh, some fun Easter eggs within the episode. Uh, we close it off um, with a little closing remarks and a grading of the episode uh, which i'll go over at the end and then we give you a character profile so without further ado life in the fast lane and also known as jacques to be wild jacques to be wild jacques to be wild jacques to be wild because as we learned in the episode his name is jacques he's a player he's french he's french he's not uh, a so player he's french <laughs> so the air date for this episode march 18th 1990 uh to give you a quick recap uh after Hol- homer forgets marge's birthday it looks like their marriage is on the rocks after marge starts going bowling by herself marge does not bowl Mar- marge does not bowl no. well she does now which yeah. you never see her i don't think ever bowl again 
I think there's a couple episodes. Um, if you didn't already know, uh, the title of this episode is based on the song Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles. And I haven't actually listened to the song in a very long time. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with the lyrics. Yeah. I mean, um, it seems really odd. To... And, and also my favorite quote from the Big Lebowski, uh, turn off the Eagles, man. I don't like them. I'm paraphrasing it because there is some harsh language in it. So, uh, but, you know, screw the Eagles. But Actually, the they have some episode, good songs. But for a bowling episode, it is kind of funny to have a subtle reference with the Big Lebowski. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I wonder if, so Big Lebowski came out... 98? 98. I so think. I, let me see here. Big Lebowski. It's one of my favorite out, movies. Came out in 98. You're right. Um, oh, look at that. So I don't, I can't necessarily say it's a future alert for The Simpsons based on the title of the episode being from the Eagles. Yeah. And Big Lebowski using the quote where you should turn the Eagles off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it's a stretch. I think it's just a coincidence. It's a yes. coincidence. Fair enough. The, the Simpsons coincidence. <laughs> but that's All not right. the name of the show. It's the Simpsons no. did it. So no couch or chalkboard gag this week. Um, but what I found interesting was that the the opening was kind of a zoom in on the house with the credits. It just seemed really odd. Like, it's definitely even... at a place. Uh, I know, obviously, there's been, like, one other episode that didn't do it. Um, I mean, again, I think if you look at the episodes that don't have a couch gag, they're pretty heavy with the themes of the episode. Like, you know, Bart the General talked about war. And as we go through this one, we see that Homer and Marge's marriage is not as good as people think it might be. And so yeah. I think I'm wondering if they did it because it is a heavier episode. They wanted to dive right into it, give it a little bit more time, give it a little more, you know, room to breathe. Uh, or they didn't have anything good. And they're just like, well, I guess we're just starting this episode then this week. Yeah, let's get it going. We got it. We, the last episode lasted 23 minutes and five seconds. Yeah. This one we have to cut, like, we have to cut some, shave some time off of this one. Yeah. We got to skip the couch gag and the and the chalkboard gag this week. Yeah. All right. So we open up. We learn that it's Marge's uh, birthday. Yeah. And Bart and Lisa are making breakfast for Marge. Yeah. And messing up the kitchen, like, you know, kids, kids. will do. Um, And then I do like the fact that Bart gets his tongue stuck in the beard. <laughs> But come on, who doesn't love... Now, here's the thing. They make pancakes. And as we see when they go up, they have pancakes. Who looks? Who licks pancake batter? Uh, I don't necessarily think you're supposed to. And who... Well, okay. So my wife yells at me <laughs> all the time when I try to use like a spoon or, some, or a whisk or something to stir the pancake batter. Apparently, you're supposed to use a fork. See, so, I think growing up, we always used a whisk, though. That's what I'm thinking. So, I mean, our I mom always ever... made the pancakes. I hardly ever paid attention. But I'm ever... pretty sure you can use a spoon or a whisk. Yeah, I don't uh, think for... we've ever used uh, beaters either. Uh, we have. 
mom had beaters. I don't know if she still has them, but uh, she used she used them. Not often, but she had yeah. electric beaters. I have electric beaters. I never use them because I don't bake. But uh, I mean, who doesn't love licking, you know, cake batter, brownie batter, or cookie batter off the spoon or the whisk? That I love to do. It's probably not healthy, but pancake batter, I can't imagine it tastes that good. Unless yeah, they bake I cupcakes. I mean, it's possible they bake cupcakes. Maybe. Well, <laughs> I mean, Marge does like making cupcakes. We she does. We did learn that. All right, so they go upstairs, and the first thing, Homer's like, oh, it's my birthday? Uh, You skipped something. What? Uh, Bart, for uh, Bart and Lisa compare the gifts, Bart got Marge a large bottle of French perfume, which I believe Bart said costs like $39 or $34. And uh, Lisa made an incredible macaroni uh, art picture of March, like yes. freaking, like I know she's smart, but man, is she talented! Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I think the last time I made a macaroni picture when I was that age, it did not look like that. No, <laughs> but Bart did was impressed that he got it for like four bucks plus yeah. shipping from France, which I don't think is even remotely uh, possible. No. Um, but yeah, so okay, so sorry, I skipped ahead. So they go upstairs. <laughs> Homer thinks it's his birthday, which, come on, you kind of should know what day it is if it's even remotely close to your birthday. Now, don't get me wrong. I have forgotten our mother's birthday a couple times. Not her real birthday, mind you. Uh, But to be fair, they forgot my birthday once. So, you know... But you don't forget your own birthday. That's the point. Exactly. Homer should know... And you know, unless I don't, I don't know if we've ever seen a Homer birthday celebration on The Simpsons. I thought we had. Have we? Okay, we'll have to keep I... an eye out for that because maybe because obviously there's no physical date associated with Marge's birthday. It just turns out to be her birthday. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to see if there is another birthday part or you know birthday episode yeah. for either Marge again, which would be interesting because we do learn how old she is. Which we'll, we'll get to that. Minute. Um, uh, but I would love to know if there is another birthday party episode. Maybe. Because that would be that would be interesting. I'd love to love to see that. And also, Homer, is on the, Homer is on the left side of the bed. Yeah, I was about to mention that. Again. Uh, my other question is, you know, Homer thinks it's his birthday, but I don't think you've ever forgotten your wife's birthday. No. I'm pretty sure if I was married or in a relationship... I would do my best to make sure not to forget my partner's birthday because that's just rude and awful. And now we know Homer's not the greatest person and greatest husband in the world, but man, how do you forget your wife's birthday? Yeah. And so then he does the whole, you know, leaving a room and jumping into a car (laughs) gag. Yeah. And we see this so many times on The Simpsons. I mean, in at least the first, like, 13 seasons, Krusty does it. Oh, yeah. Homer does it several times. Uh, I think, I don't think Bart does it. Who is it? I know, like, Lenny or Carl, I think, does it. Yeah. Um, someone with Mr. Burns does it. Like, it's... It's a gag. It's a gag. And it's pretty funny. Uh, so, Homer, 
saying, oh, I got you a gift. It's really awesome. And does the car gag. He goes to the mall and he parks in a no parking zone. And like he leaves with the gift. How does your car not get towed? I mean, there are signs everywhere that say do not park here. Um, but I love the fact. So this is, you know, 1990 again. And malls aren't as big as they were back then. I know, obviously, Minnesota has the Mall of America and pretty much every bigger city has a mall. But I love the shops that he walks by. Uh, you have the International House of Answering Machines. Uh, which I'm wondering if you get answering machine messages from around the world or like answering machines made in different countries. Maybe different countries. Uh, you got the Jerky Hut, which I'd like to go to because I love me some good beef jerky. Yeah, we have uh, a store like that at the Mall of America. Yeah. Uh, you got the Ear Piercery, which I'm assuming is where people go to get their ears pierced and probably some other things pierced. Uh, the Carmel right, Corner. Hold on. Hold on. We didn't hear you. No? Your mic cut out. Oh, man. Uh, you got the ear piercery, uh, which, you know, you go to probably get your ear pierced or other things pierced. Uh, you got the caramel corn warehouse, which I love caramel corn. I kind of wish we had a caramel corn store here. So you got the caramel corn warehouse, which I, I love caramel corn. I don't know if you love caramel corn. Yes, it's very yummy. Uh, and then uh, girls in such fancy lingerie. Um, which you think maybe Homer would have gone to that store, but, uh, he went to the bowling store. Well, no, no, no. He said the, the lingerie was store was too racy. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, yeah. I mean, but you forgot. I, I don't know. Um, and then, so we cut back to the house. Selma and Patty are there and they're, you know, telling Marge what a horrible person Homer is and how he only buys gifts for her. And uh, apparently... No, that Patty, well, that was at Patty and Selma's house. Oh, is that oh, at their house? Yeah. And we still don't know if they live in Springfield. Yeah, we don't. Uh, they, but, the, they, go, they go to the Singing Sirloin, which is in Springfield, I'm assuming. Uh, so, But apparently a couple of the uh, birthday presents Homer has bought for Marge include a tackle box and a Connie Chung calendar. And I gotta say, those are some pretty awful gifts. Yeah, and I did notice in the background at Patty and Selma's house that there is a picture of Bart hanging. I don't know if she has the rest of the Simpsons family. I, I mean, Maggie photo or anything. Maybe I would have loved to see a picture of the whole family, but like a piece of tape over Homer's face or something. Yeah, like Patty and Selma love everyone else except Homer. Homer. Well, they don't. They despise Homer. They think. Oh, I mean, they even said, okay, you're only 34. You could, you could start over. Yeah. So, uh, according to this episode, Marge is now 34 years old. And I know later on in a future episode, we learn Homer's age and they're not too far off in, in age. Yeah. I won't say what his age is. We'll get that. We'll get to that in that episode. Yep. So they eat at the, uh, they eat dinner at the place called the singing sirloin home of ballads and salads. (laughs) And then if you look at the logo outside, it's a logo of a steak singing with a microphone, kind of like ah, a Frank Sinatra. I did not notice that. I was yeah. not. Uh, I'm going to just say right now, this was a really weird episode for me to watch. I don't know what it was about this episode. Maybe I, it was because I was watching it at 1130 at night after I just got home from work. But uh, we'll get to that at the end. It was it was. It was not the best viewing experience of my life. 
So uh, Homer's bowling ball gets crushed, you know, crushes the cake. It's how do you okay? What staff? First of all, first of all, what staff brings out the gifts? Usually that would like Homer handed his gift, or Lisa handed her gift. Why is the wait staff giving Homer's gift, and how did they? Give no, it? Homer had his gift. He had it under the table. They oh. brought out the cake. Oh, maybe it maybe it was just a trick of the camera. It looked like they were holding the the box for the gift over the cake. No, Homer was. It was. Homer? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because then the bowling ball fall, falls out the bottom and crushes the cake. Yep. So they have a big argument when they get home. Uh, and Marge is like, you know what? I'm going to use the ball. And Homer's yep. like, you don't even bowl. And that's when, you know, lights flicker in Homer's head. Oh, crap. I got a sh- crappy gift. I, yeah. What am I, what am I doing? And so this is kind of the second act of the episode. This is where kind of everything starts kind of falling apart. Marge is just flat out ignoring Homer. Yeah. The rest of the episode, like, what are you doing? And now she's going bowling. Yeah. She goes to the new Barney's Bowlerama. Cause as we, uh, did you happen to remember the episode that burned down in? Was that the, I mean, it was only a couple episodes ago, like three or four. Uh, so, but it burned down and now they have a new Barney's Bowlerama, which I also found out is not actually owned by Barney. And I don't know if they actually, I think they do this in a episode further down, but it's owned by his uncle. Yes. But because Barney the writers didn't feel that Barney would be well off enough to actually own something. But he works there or at yeah. least did at the old Barney's Bowlerama. <laughs> But I think I figured out. So Marge is the shoe size thirteen double A. Yep. Which that leads me. I want to know what Sideshow Bob's shoes are, because <laughs> I mean, if she has thirteens, I Sideshow Bob's got to be like fifty sevens. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, those are some big ass feet. So, yeah. but but here's here's the funny. They only had a nine and a fifteen shoe. Which, granted, now that makes sense. If they burnt down the bowling alley, they might yeah. just not have all the shoes and but they built that bowling alley fast yeah they did they, they built that thing up they were like we got to get people up bowling got to got to build this thing back i and i don't think they ever really saw aside from homer's you know job at the bowlerama when he left the power plant yeah we didn't see much of it definitely looks a little bigger on the inside maybe more lanes yeah um but yeah so jacques makes his first appearance and only and appearance only, i'm assuming i can't remember him maybe he was like in a screenshot on another episode maybe yeah. not but uh he's voiced by albert brooks and for all of our uh listeners out there any of you seen finding nemo he is the voice of marlin in finding nemo i was trying I to know. find i was trying to find a popular character that everybody would know albert brooks from and uh yeah he's marlin from finding nemo crazy i did not know albert brooks could do a really awful french accent apparently oh dude it's albert brooks man he voices a lot of characters on this show yeah but I, that's just a, that's just a weird one to me yeah um so marge is obviously off doing her thing he, yep. he's bowling uh homer is left to take care of the kids yep uh, and on night one um hot pizza was the dinner of choice. And, yep. and according to Homer, it's the food of Kings. I mean, who doesn't love some hot pizza? Don't get me wrong. I eat cold pizza for breakfast. If I have leftovers, but nothing beats a hot pizza. Yep. And like Homer's, 
So Homer has a checklist. So Marge, they might not be speaking, but Marge definitely left a checklist. Oh, yeah. And step one was dinner. Yep. Step two was clean, clean up. up. And so it's like, it'll take an army or take all of us to do this. And they do a service line to throw out the box. But if you notice, Bart and Homer appear twice. It and appear twice <laughs> at the end. <laughs> My other question is, do you really need all of you to throw out the box? Well, Homer's lazy, so yes. I, I suppose. And I guess you don't want to start an argument. Oh, who's going to throw out the box? Everybody does it. Yeah. And so flashback to the to the lanes uh, after Jacques and Marge's <laughs> either second or third lesson. Yeah. Jacques is telling him that, you know, we got to, or telling Mark, you got to respect the lane, hear the lane. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you go to a bowling alley and you start like crawling and walking on the lane. You get thrown out. Well, I mean, he is the the pro, the bowling pro at the at the lanes. Maybe they give him permission, but you're not you're not supposed to walk in the lanes. They'll screw up the oil patterns and exactly and stuff. So, but also, if you look at Marge bowling for the very first time when she's hucking the ball down the lane, yeah. one, don't huck the ball down the lane. No, don't do that. And two, you're not supposed to step over the line. But if you look at the artwork of the bowling alley. The line, the the foul uh, foul line, looks like it's like right up against the chairs in the <laughs> table where you write the score. It looks like there's no walk up point. It's really yeah. really drawn weird. And I I thought it was also interesting. Granted, you know we're we're in the first season of The Simpsons, but they had the paper uh, score sheets, not the electronic. Yeah. I mean. I, I mean, well, you you pulled you you pulled. I don't. Did you ever use the paper did. score sheets? Oh yeah, up until maybe the early nineties. I mean, Castellans and uh, the other one. We always we always hand scored. We okay, did, uh, I don't we, ever remember hand scoring, but yeah, I probably we, never we, kept track of the scores. So yeah, we hand scored. So it was definitely in the early nineties. We were yeah. we were we were hand scoring. So that's Simpsons did predict that i guess well hand scoring has always been around yeah they didn't predict anything they were just using what they had now if they had used electronic scoring i mean no i don't i I don't think so no well maybe i guess uh take a quick peek while i go on the next one okay Um, so after that uh well also i didn't have another thing so it must be really hard to bowl with three fingers it only three fingers they so have four you, fingers, though, don't they? Four, yeah, so when you normally bowl, you bowl with your two middle fingers, your ring and your middle finger, and your thumb. Yeah. And you kind of use your uh, pointer and your pinky kind of more as balance on the ball. But I don't know. I, I feel like it'd be really, really hard to bowl. I don't know. I guess I didn't even think about that. I guess you bowl with three fingers, and your fourth one is, I don't know. I guess they figured it out. So apparently uh, an automatic score in bowling is a the computerized scoring system was introduced into bowling alleys and combined with mechanical pin setters in the 70s. So but, but the bowlers did not trust it, so they kept their own <laughs> scores. So they've actually been around for a really long time. So maybe I'm thinking wrong. Maybe our alleys did. No, no, no. I know there was one alley that did not have electronic scoring. They had, it was 
Remember in school, like the the clear plastic, and then it shot it up on the board. What was that called? Where you put the clear thing on the on the light table, and then you write on it, it blows up big. On the a wall. projector screen. No, it's the name of the physical machine. For what? That you that you put the clear plastic on, and then you wrote with those washable markers. A projector you know, screen. No, it's not what it was called. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, a 60-lane bowling center in Chicago installed the first automatic scorer in 1967. Wow. Okay. So they've been around for 53 years. So in the early 90s, I mean, again, bowlers did not trust the automatic scores. So I guess I could see Barney's Bowlerama having to use the score sheets. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just don't think they wanted to spend the money. No, I, like I said, bowl, bowling alley I went to in the '90s, we didn't we didn't have automatic scoring yet. So, yeah, I think I'm thinking of that wrong. Castle Lanes did. The other one I went to uh, over by Grandma's house, that one did. Uh, so uh, and uh, you you mentioned uh, how did how did Marge get to the bowling alley? Yes. Okay. Taxi. So not, uh, maybe, but doesn't she did did does she not have her station wagon? I don't know. Or maybe she left the station wagon at the bowling alley, which would seem really irresponsible. Uh, yeah. But I, I did notice, I don't know if you noticed this, but the moon in the sky looks like a bowling ball. Yes, the three holes. Yep. Yeah. The moon behind them when Jock is uh, hitting on Marge and yep. you know, like, hey, we got to go out without prying eyes and go to go to the house or go to the go to a shop, coffee shop. Yeah. And I, no. I don't think we've ever seen Shorty's coffee shop before. I don't think we've seen it again. No, but it's obviously, I wonder if it's like kind of on the outskirts of Springfield. Oh, I guess, I mean, I, I guess Helen Lovejoy goes there, so it can't be. So, know. uh, so as, as Jacques is, uh, wooing Marge, he yeah. tells her about brunch and she's like, what's <laughs> brunch? And he goes, it's not quite breakfast. It's not quite lunch, but it comes with a slice of cantaloupe at the end. You don't get completely what you would get at breakfast, but you get a good meal. And yes. I mean, I love. I don't. I don't necessarily <laughs> like this episode, but that is a damn good line. That is a very good line. Um, and so before she leaves, now I think the day and night of this episode is kind of weird. Yeah, it, it seems seems kind of weird, um, but. Marge, when she's saying goodbye to Lisa and Bart in the morning, it must have been yeah. in the morning. Yeah, well, because she gives them a lunch and like she yeah. gives Lisa a toy and like gives gives them candy and Lisa Lisa understands what's going on. Bart is oblivious because you know Bart's Homer's kid. Yeah, and he's in denial. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Marge really just hits it hard like i mean this is yeah. a hard hit episode where it's it like is. i'm i'm sort of having an affair and it's kind of it almost it, it's kind of borderline it's it's a borderline affair. emotional affair affair not a physical one but it almost makes it seem like also on the on the flip side like it they're divorced like it doesn't i mean they're not divorced but it almost makes it seem like especially in lisa's mind yeah you know we're 
we're getting the nice treatment for mom because the, the marriage could be ending and dad's yeah. oblivious. He, he just has. Well, we don't know if Homer's oblivious. I think Homer is sad because he upset his wife and he doesn't know what to do about it. Yeah. I, I, he's oblivious to the fact that Marge is seeing another guy until later on. We'll get to that. But, um, you know, it's, it's not a good, it's not a good situation. And as you mentioned before, they go, they go to brunch at Shorty's coffee shop and, uh, Jacques is like, Oh, do you want me to order you a mimosa? And Marge is like, don't call me that. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, uh, no Marge, a mimosa is a drink. Yeah. And so then we see Helen Lovejoy, the gossipy wife of Revan Lovejoy. Yep. Um, and she's like, you know, I was trying to say, oh, what are you doing here? And Marge is like, oh, what do I do? And Jock's like, oh, this is a bowling. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. Bowling <laughs> now, it's weird because he must have, like, he just showed, must have just showed up in Springfield when the Bolarama reopened. Because, I mean, Helen Lovejoy obviously doesn't know who this guy is. Or maybe she does. And she's no, like, oh, okay. why is Marge hanging out with this bachelor? Maybe. And then, and then, so then he's like, well, now I want you to come to my house. And she faints yeah. and she has a dream. Which is uh, a uh, dance number from The Gate Divorcee, which I have no idea what that is. I think it's no. from the 70s. And then I do like how Jacques has trophies for lovemaking in Marge's <laughs> dream. Like, what what is going on in Marge's head that she thinks that this guy is French? Because he's French. I he's mean, French. I guess she knows a lot about a lot about French. Yep. Uh, she does think they're bowling trophies at first, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also weird, because it's a dream. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and he lives in this giant, you know, palace, even though his, like, house is actually, like, an apartment. apartment. <laughs> like, like, she thinks, like, the, what is it, the Vista Terry or something? Hold on, I wrote it down. I don't think I wrote it in my note, in, in no. these notes, though. No, but it was like the Vista Terrice or something. Sounds like, like, that's why she fainted. Like, she was like, oh, yeah. this is so, like, it's so luxurious. Oh, my God. But it turns out it's like just like a single living. <laughs> like, I, I guess I didn't write it down. So, um, and then so Homer finds the bowling glove for Jacques, or from Jacques that Mars gave him with, you know, this realization that his marriage is in trouble. And then Bart comes in like, all right, Dad, let's go in the backyard and play. Because, you know, Bart's still oblivious to yeah. or homer still kind of oblivious or bart's still kind of oblivious to the situation did, did you get your thoughts straight there i did yes thank you <laughs> um and then so they go out and bart throws a fastball and conks homer out and then bart realizes something's wrong because homer didn't even say ouch and homer is like homer you didn't even say ouch he goes ouch ouch <laughs> and so that's it's one of those things like Homer's like, what do I, what do I do? And he kind of gives the peanut butter jelly speech. Yeah. Um, before Marge heads out to supposedly yeah. the Jock's house. Now I, I got a comment on the peanut butter jelly speech because, you know, I like to put the peanut butter on first and then the jelly, but I like to spread the jelly as close to the edge as possible. Cause yeah, I, you know, Marge doesn't go over the edge though. No, but That's she keeps it works. perfectly in the middle. Well, when you squish the sandwich down, that's why the jelly, that's why the jelly uh, goes everywhere is because you squish it down. 
And she's so good that when you squish down the sandwich, the jelly stays right there. Yeah. But Homer likes it about her. Homer. Yeah. But that that was his attempt at. <laughs> but it really hit Marge. Yeah. But I like in that scene before where Bart was like, oh, don't open your mouth. Or you'll only make a situation worse. And, and Homer's like, well, where'd you hear that? And he's like, from you. And Homer doesn't heed his own advice, but he doesn't make the situation worse as we'll find out in a few minutes. Yep. And so before Mar- so March heads out, but before March gets there, you see Jacques like kind of getting, getting all ready, getting the lotion or face stuff on, shaving, getting all ready. But what, what he says is he says he is going to strike out tonight. <laughs> now I wrote most likely that's a bowling joke, but March never. Yeah. So, so it, it's a, it's, it's, it's a two edged sword there because if you strike out in bowling, you, you know, you did really well, but if you strike out in a relationship, you failed. So in a way he was right. Yes. <laughs> but it was, it was really funny that, I mean, he obviously doesn't, know that she's not going i guess even us as the viewer we don't know which direction she is going to go but that line because based on that i knew the episode and she obviously wasn't going there that's that was kind of the fun part about the quote yeah is you you he's like i'm gonna strike out tonight but he's obviously he's thinking oh i'm gonna nail her and we're gonna have a we're gonna she's gonna leave her husband and we're gonna live our life together but in reality he struck out he didn't get her yep uh and then uh we go before we see where which way march drives to uh we go back to the plant they're eating lunch and we get our first appearance of lenny leonard who is an awesome character and lenny says to homer aren't you hungry over and he goes yeah very hungry but he's not eating because he's depressed well the the sandwich reminds him of marge Oh, that's right. That's, that's why he doesn't need it. Yeah. And then, so then he's working. I don't understand his new job as a safety inspector because <laughs> now, now he's like working on the line. Yeah. Something with nuclear something. I, I don't know how that happened because I thought he was supposed to sit at his console being safety inspector, but apparently yeah. part of his job description is actual working with nuclear waste, which I would not trust. No. No, I don't not. want to trust Homer with safety either, but at least he's not physically touching the stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Marge surprises Homer at work after she picks Homer over Jacques. And yeah, well, and out. but on her way to Jacques, she, as she's driving, uh, she sees a couple getting married. She sees an old couple. Uh, she sees a younger couple after they got married with kids. And then she drives past a graveyard where there's a dead couple. And she's like, Oh my God. And so she gets to a fork in a road where she goes to the power plant. And then she's like, no, I'm going to go to Jock. And then she just sits there and it fades out. And it's, I think that's, you know, it's a good port point in the episode because you don't know which way is she going to go. I think everybody who watched that episode assumed she was going to pick Homer, but it's like, but does she? Granted, The Simpsons doesn't work without Marge, obviously, but, you know, for suspense in a cartoon, it's pretty good. Yep. And 
I do love the fact that there's absolutely zero security at the plant. <laughs> oh yeah. Like she just I mean, nuclear power plant, I mean, if I was the Russians watching this episode, I'd be like, hey, you know <laughs> Let's what? Try it. Let's try it. Let's just walk in and steal some uranium. Yeah. And emit that inanimate carbon rod, which we'll learn about later. Yeah. That Homer keeps stealing from work when he uh, drives home every night. By the way, uh, I know this is going back to the, the credits, but uh, since you mentioned it, uh, you see in the background of the credits a guy eating a sandwich with like a clamp thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that's unsafe because it looks like Homer's like working in an area. Yep. And then decides to leave yeah. with the rod. I mean, it's all, I, it's just, I just thought it was funny that Marge could just walk into a nuclear power plant without any fuss whatsoever. So she picks Homer, surprises him. Uh, Homer and Marge walk out with her in his arms. Uh, I've never seen an officer and a gentleman, but that is the scene they are parodying. Uh, and as they're leaving, you hear an instrumental version of Up Where We Belong playing. Uh, and as they're walking out, the uh, his, uh, an employee goes, what should we tell Burns? And Homer goes, tell him I'm going to the back seat of my car with the woman I love, and I won't be back for 10 minutes, which is also apparently a line from an officer and a gentleman. I don't think oh. it's verbatim, but I've never seen the movie, so. Boy, Homer, uh, Homer's like, no foreplay. Let's just hop in the back seat and go. <laughs> oh man. Maybe I don't know. At uh, least he didn't say five minutes. Oh. <laughs> oh. So um, this episode. So final, final thoughts. Um, man, I I just after watching this episode again, it just it just irked me. Like I don't. I mean, there are definitely other episodes in the in the Simpsons mythology where Homer and Marge have their tips and have their yeah. you know scuffs but this one just I just irked me like <laughs> I I don't know what it is about it's just I mean with all the funny stuff within this episode yeah it just it it bugged me like Jacques character just bugged me bugged yeah. me to no end so, so for you first time listeners, uh, or for anybody who doesn't remember before Steve gives his grade, uh, we do, a, we do a grading scale one to five, uh, one being dough, uh, five being everything is coming up Millhouse, And in the middle, we got two don't, uh, two eat my shorts. I almost combined two and three, uh, three is don't have a cowman and four mm, sprinkles. So. I think I know where you're going with this, but uh, what what are you rating this episode? I'm, I'm going dull. Like I just I just don't. Episode irks me. I know uh, it's early on. I know I I would love to give it eat my shorts just because of the, some of the comedy in it, but just as an overall episode, just overall the whole thing, I'm going dull. Uh, you know this this episode apparently apparently doesn't irk me as much as it irks you. Uh, but it's, as I, as I said in the middle of this podcast, I, and I, as I said before we started recording, I had a, I had a hard time watching this episode. I'm not a hundred percent sure why, uh, it wasn't, I mean, it was a very 
darker episode of The Simpsons. Uh, some of the comedy was really good. I like some of the comedy. Um, and I'm not, I'm not raising my dough because of that uh, brunch line. I love I the brunch been, line. I've been, I, okay, you know what? All right, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. I am giving the brunch line and everything is coming up Millhouse. The rest of the episode gets a dough. Um, I like, I mean, some of it's really good. It, it does, it has, I I mean, I can't give it a dough. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with a eat my shorts. It doesn't. It's not a good episode, in my opinion. Uh, it really didn't age well, uh, also. But I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Um, I mean, some of the themes are really good. Some of the comedy is really good. Uh, I love the brunch line. I think that's what really gives it and eat my shorts. If they didn't have the brunch line, it's getting a dough for me. I'm going to use no, the brunch I, line to elevate it to eat my shorts. <laughs> that's why I separated it. Uh, but I mean, oh God, it's just, it's not a good episode. All right. All right. That's good. All right. So let's, let's close it out with something that's, that we love doing on this show. Uh, the character profile. And, and before you even begin, I love how you pick the character that you don't even like. Well, it's his only appearance. I have to give him some kind of love. <laughs> Fair. So, so his name is Jacques. We're going to give a Jacques his... Uh, Jacques son. Brunswick, by the way. No, no, no. Brunswick, no, no, no. It's not his full name. Brunswick is... So Marge, he called her Homer because that's the yeah. name on the ball. Brunswick is just the company that makes the ball. Is he it didn't actually... Yeah, he didn't, he didn't uh, monogram his ball or whatever with his name. Brunswick is actually a company that makes balls. Fully yeah. See, you learn something, everything. Something I, I'm going to look... Because I'm pretty sure I got that from Wikipedia. So well, Wikipedia is wrong. Because you can't, you, can, you can trust Wikipedia on everything. <laughs> anyway, so his occupation is professional bowling instructor at Barney's New Bowlerama. Uh, characteristics: He's tall, has a thick accent, and he's suave. Which, kind of. I mean, he definitely it, it's not Yeah, but they the Wikipedia is wrong. It's from a Simpsons fandom trust. page. Well, the Simpsons fan guy is wrong. Okay, it does say shock on here. So, um, his favorite look is a heavy-lidded lounge lizard expression. That's his favorite look, which is really funny. I do love that. His The look that he gives, it's like his beady eyes, mouth. It's just, just heavy lidded lounge lizard expression. That's his favorite look. Um, yeah, I know. That's why I kept talking. Um, for bowling knowledge, he knows what, or knows what the little arrows on the wood floor mean. Now I've been bowling forever. I, I don't think I, I know that's where you should throw your ball as at a certain angle and give it a little hook and spin. I don't know exactly. Maybe that, maybe that's their meaning, but I don't know how to make a five, seven, 10 split. Now to actually have a five, seven, 10 split is almost impossible to even bowl. Cause the five is the middle pin. What's, what's the one split that nobody really can make. Is that a four ten? No, that's a seven ten. Okay. So to have the five pin in there, 
I, I would love to see how he makes that. And also, <laughs> which frame is the beer frame? Is that... As an adult bowler, every frame is the beer frame. Beer frame. <laughs> unless, unless it's kind of like a golf joke where, you know, you got the 19th hole. Oh, in the beer frame is after you're all. I think I, I could be wrong, but I think the beer frame is the fifth frame. Oh, is it? I think so. Okay. He does have a fan club and apparently it's the only bowl. He's the only bowler in all of Springfield with groupies. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen any other bowling episode with Homer and the gang that they have groupies. I mean, they, they have the episode, they have a few bowling episodes, but yeah, I don't remember them having groupies. Yeah. Typical charge, $40 for a lesson, but only $25 for Marge. Yeah. Because, you know, he's giving them that uh, discount. Yeah. And the decor in his home, at least in Marge's dream, is trophies abound for his lovemaking prowess. Oh, man. He's French. So, he's French. He is, he is French. So I would love to see what his real decor looks like, but Marge's decor makes him seem like a really, really sexy French guy. Yes. So, um, where can the people listen to us? Yeah, that does, that does it for this episode. So, um, last episode, episode eight, I forgot to mention (laughs) it, but if you're avid fans of the Simpsons did it, you knew where to go. But for all of us new listeners, um, head over to Facebook, type in the Simpsons did it into the groups, or I'm sorry, pages. And you'll find our page. Um, and you can follow us there. And every week, um, for those of you that do follow, I do sadder does. So things that Homer says, do to. And I do Mondays. And I've also been doing uh, Trivia Tuesdays. Uh, I pulling saw out some Sim- Just doing some Simpson trivia. Don't have anything for Wednesday and Thursday and uh, Friday yet. Um, so if you guys have suggestions on types of posts you would like to see from the Simpsons, let me know. Uh, uh, but I think I, I think I might have a good idea. I don't know what day I would do it, but uh, for uh, for all our listeners out there, uh, we love to collect the Funko Pops, and uh, I do have uh, two of the original Simpsons pops. So maybe I will do something with, with uh, my Homer pop. Maybe I'll hide them, spot the Homer. Spot the Homer, spot yeah. the spot the Krusty, spot the Krusty. Ooh, could be good. Well, we'll talk in the background about that. Yeah, see what we can do. Um, as far as listening, we're available everywhere you can hear podcasts at this point. Yes. Um, if you do want to hear podca- our podcast on a certain app, and for some reason we're not on it, shoot us a message on uh, Facebook, and we'll do our best to get ourselves on there. Um, you can follow also follow us on Instagram at the Simpsons Did It Pod to check out all our posts on there. So until next time, or to be even more specific, until next Sunday. There you go. I am Steven Skolansky. Excellent. I am Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.